So, did you see Aprish Govinda's resignation coming? Oh, yes. Uh, we saw the announcement actually first uh, by um, spokesperson uh, Kulu Patiwe yesterday afternoon. Um, so, it looks like, as you say, um, there is going to be further uh, resignations. Uh, I've heard that uh, the board, um, the new board, has given several uh, executives instruction to either resign or else they're going to be fired. And um, looking at what's happening at the Eskom inquiry in Parliament, uh, what did you make of Anaj Singh's submission at that Eskom inquiry? Was there anything that stood out for you that was particularly new in his submissions yesterday? No, I think um, uh, really it was a lot more of the same uh, denials, 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 and I didn't know, I didn't know, I didn't know, and it's somebody else, somebody else, somebody else. And that, that's really uh, the, the, the uh, gist of his um, uh, of his evidence or, uh, you know, of his testimony before the hearing, of course, just cannot seem to understand that Eskom, under his watch, has been brought to its knees. Uh, he, he, he says that he left the organization, uh, you know, on his suspension uh, six months ago in a, um, in a good, healthy position, uh, but that's an absolute nonsense because he left Shortly after, the, the, the company received a qualified audit by its auditors for three billion rands of unauthorized expenditure, amongst others. Uh, he left after rating agencies had downgraded uh, Eskom twice. He left after Eskom had to uh, abandon a bond issue last year because of a lack of confidence by the financial markets uh, in the business of, of Eskom. And for him to suggest that he left Eskom in fine form is just beyond belief. And this was pointed out time and again by Minister Pravin Gordon uh, you know, at the hearings, but he simply denies this. Uh, and and he's just, he, he lacks all credibility in this regard. It's quite clear that under his watch, uh, Eskom has been brought into a very dire financial state, which is playing out right now um, as Eskom heads into this very severe liquidity crisis as a result of poor governance under his watch. But I think, Chris, you know, there seems to be wholesale failure across the board when it comes to governance, because why wasn't all of this picked up? I mean, we are talking of billions of rands here, and yet it all just seemed to happen, you know, as another day's work. Yeah, this is not just uh, something that happened by accident. Uh, There was a planned looting of Eskom through state capture. Uh, it was systematic. Uh, it, uh, it, it occurred because of deliberate board appointments that were appointed under Minister uh, Melissa Gigaba's uh, watch as well as under Lynn Brown's watch. It was Lynn Brown who appointed Mr. Coco. It was Lynn Brown who appointed Mr. Malefi. It was Lynn Brown who appointed uh, 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 Ben Gubani. Uh, or, you know, she stacked this um, board uh, with people uh, uh, with links uh, to the Gupta family. Um, many of them have, have since resigned uh, to the extent where the board became completely dysfunctional. Uh, there are several executives implicated. Uh, this is not an accident. Uh, this is something systematic, uh, and there has been a complete lack of accountability uh, and taking responsibility uh, of, by all concerned, including Minister Brown, um, uh, through to the board and through to the uh, to, to the members of the executive committee of Eskom.
And then um, a, a quick message from one of our listeners at uh, Lefatia who says um, this should be breaking news. The fact that uh, Anoj Singh revealed that uh, Exaro Coal, uh, Exaro rather, were paid for coal that Eskom never received to the tune of 11.4 billion rand. So whilst the focus is on um, the Gupta family in the main and their associates, are there others who are perhaps getting away here, uh, who have slipped under the radar, who may also have benefited uh, inappropriately from ESCOM? Well, firstly, just to say that Ixaro is often painted as uh, white monopoly capital. It's simply not true. Uh, it is a BEE company, um, uh, which was very good credentials uh, and, and was a supplier of ESCOM, uh, uh, you know, for amongst other reasons, that particular reason. Uh, the second thing to say, the question is supplying coal that was not delivered. The reason XRO could not deliver the coal, it developed its coal mine Grootgeluk in order to supply Madupi. And Madupi is running something like 10 years late. Uh, and there is a thing called a take-or-pay contract. In other words, uh, a company like Ixaro has to spend huge capital amounts to develop the coal mine to deliver a uh, coal to Eskom by a certain date, uh, the commissioning date uh, of the various um, uh, units at, at Madupi. And for no fault of its own, uh, it cannot deliver the coal. But, but of course, it did deliver. It delivered the coal to Eskom and it was put in a stockpile. When that stockpile was uh, full, Eskom built another stockpile uh, and, and filled that up. Eventually, uh, that was full. Uh, so, uh, Exaro, a critical coal mine, uh, developed a stockpile at critical coal mine and delivered the coal to its own stockpile. And then that became full. And then at that point, if, uh, yeah, they cannot continue uh, producing coal because uh, the off-taker uh, is defaulting uh, and not taking the coal that it has contracted to take by certain dates. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, 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 you know, Eskom had to pay a penalty uh, for its own default on, on a contract that it had entered into. Well, if, if people want to say that that is something wrong that, that XRO did, well, I, uh, that doesn't make any sense to me. But, but, but do you believe that there should be further investigation into not just the Gupta Link companies, but, you know, other transactions as well, other companies as well? Look, look, look as, as a first instance, the recommendations of the public protector have to be dealt with. And the public protector recommended an inquiry into specific aspects relating uh, to the Tegeta issue and, and to state capture issue around Eskom. And it was very, very specific what the public, recommend, public protector's recommendations were. So in the first instance, uh, the public protector recommended that the, pres- that the uh, president allow the, uh, uh, the chief justice to appoint uh, a judge uh, to commence with this investigation. And Understood. That's exactly what he did. Other, other issues of further investigations, of course, can be conducted, but that's a different issue. So the, the public protector, the new public protector, uh, should perhaps uh, uh, do a, uh, an investigation and make a recommendation as a separate issue that certain other things need to be investigated. So to me, the, to simply... Uh, try and combine issues uh, which are not part of the public protector's report at all uh, is simply a way to try and uh, obfuscate and delay a already two-year delayed report that the president has obfuscated and delayed upon. So my best feeling is get down to business and 
and, 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 and do what the public protector recommended in her report. Anything else, of course, can happen uh, if, if there's a further investigation by the public protector as a separate issue.